indeed our Father in heaven. It's about intimacy. Then we talked about the, the phrase, hallowed be your name. We're declaring that he is holy. We're declaring that he's set apart from everybody else, that he has perfection in him, right? Then our kingdom come, your will be done. We want your will to be done, God. We want your will to be accomplished, right? On earth as it is in heaven. So whatever is happening in heaven, if there's joy in heaven, then let there be joy on earth. If there is love in heaven, let there be love on earth. If there is mercy in heaven, let there be mercy on earth. If there is justice in heaven, let there be justice on earth. So we look at that and we're like, God, your kingdom come, your will be done. Whatever is up in heaven, whatever is good and right and justice, have it reign here on earth. And then last week, Vicky uh, taught us on, give us this day our daily bread. Talking about the dependence on, on God's provision, his daily provision, that not just your finances, not just the food, but your whole uh, being, like everything that you need emotionally and spiritually, that we depend on God and he is enough. He provides enough for today. So as we keep walking through, this week we come to forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. You know, when I come to this point in the prayer, it's, it's kind of like a stop sign for me because I'll start praying this and then I'm like, yeah, I love the Father. I love his holiness. I, I want his will done. You know, provide for me. Yeah. And then I get to forgive us our debt as, um, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. It, it hangs me up. Because really, if, if you take a look at it and you slow down and you read that phrase, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. I'm basically saying, forgive me, Lord, for the sins I've committed against you in the same way that I have forgiven those who sin against me. Really? Do I really want God to forgive me the way that I forgive people? Right? There's no way, right? In my own self, I struggle with forgiveness. I want to hold grudges. I want to dig up the past. At my worst, I want to say, you hurt me, so I want to hurt you, right? So if I pray, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtor, I'm really putting myself at a, a pretty sticky point, right? I mean, think about it. If God, gave you, if God forgave you the way that you forgive others, would you experience grace and freedom? If God forgave you the way that you forgive others, would you experience grace and freedom? For most of us, probably not. So I want to take the time today and just kind of slow down, look at this phrase, forgive us our debt, as we also have forgiven our debtors. It really is to recognize that God's very nature is to forgive and extend grace. Right? Everything that we see God do is about trying to restore a broken relationship. 
It's about bringing forgiveness to you and to the world. In Acts 10.43 it says, All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Right? Forgiveness is the way of Jesus. And in turn, it needs to be our way. As disciples of Jesus, it needs to be our way. A way of forgiveness. Now, whenever I talk about um, forgiveness with people, I always um, hear, I regularly hear, well, you don't know, Joel. You don't know what was done to me. You don't know how hard it is. Um, You don't know what you're asking me to do. And you're right. All of us have been wounded differently. All of us have deep wounds that um, are hard to forgive. But what I want to do is kind of clarify. Sometimes I think we struggle with forgiveness because we don't have a good understanding of what forgiveness is or what, what forgiveness means or what it doesn't mean. Okay, so I'm going to go through a quick list and try and break down some, some myths and some things that forgiveness doesn't mean. All right? So the first one is, forgiveness doesn't mean forgive and forget. It doesn't mean forgetting. Right? That phrase, forgive and forget, is not found in the Bible. I don't know where we find it. I think probably our grandmas taught it to us, right? But it's a, it's a cultural thing that we say, oh, just forgive and forget. Right? The Bible never says that. It's important. Sometimes it's really important for us to remember and not forget the things that were done to us, right? It's sometimes dangerous for us if we were to forget abuse that happened in our our life, if we were to to forget things that are life-threatening. We don't forget that because we might end up going back to it right? We're not called to forget. But we need to be wise. We need to be wise and protect ourselves from unsafe people, okay? Some of us have deep wounds that were inflicted by others. And the images and the pain um, that happens when we we envision that or experience that cannot be forgotten. We have a memory. We're human. Here's the thing. God forgives us, but he doesn't forget our trespasses. He just chooses not to hold them against us. Right? God forgives you. He doesn't forget what the sins that you've committed but he chooses not to use them against you and hold them against you. You're forgiven. You're freely forgiven. Okay? And that's a, a truth that we need to keep holding on to. Forgiveness doesn't mean that the person should not take responsibility for their actions. Does not mean that person should not take responsibility for actions they've done. Forgiveness doesn't mean that there shouldn't be consequences at all, right? The person should not be let off the hook. Okay. There is freedom and forgiveness, but still, there's consequences to actions. Okay. 
And there, there should be. Forgiveness does not mean you don't feel pain. Some people um, say, I forgive, but I, I still feel the pain. Why do I feel the pain? You feel the pain because you're human. You feel the pain because God created you with feeling, emotion. He created you with the soul. You experience joy. You also experience sorrow. Right? You will experience pain because you're human. And it's okay. Does pain go away? Yes, we hope so. Yes, slowly it will. Maybe not even on this side of eternity. But pain will not be there. Right? That's why we pray, your kingdom come. Because in heaven, there will be no pain. So God, bring that kingdom here now. Right? But pain exists because we're human. Forgiveness does not mean you have to reconcile. Reconciliation actually takes two people. Right? It takes two people to work out the differences to bring it back to a place where you can be in the same room, to be back in a place where you can get along and not be fighting. But reconciliation actually is a gift from God. And sometimes we don't experience reconciliation fully. And that's okay too, right? But forgiveness is something totally different. It means I'm not going to pull up the past, and hold it against you, right? Reconciliation means I'm not going to pull up the past and hold it against you, and I actually feel like I can love you and be friends with you again, and we can come back to where we were and move on. Sometimes we don't get reconciliation because the other side won't work with you. Last one. Forgiveness does not mean you only have to do it once. Forgiveness actually means that you may have to keep doing it over and over and over, extending forgiveness to the same person for the same thing because it keeps coming back. The desire to hold it against somebody keeps coming back, so you have to actually go, okay, I'm choosing to forgive again today. I'm choosing to forgive and not hold it against you. It's ongoing. It might take more than just one time. Okay? All those said, forgiveness is something that we desperately need, right? We all need forgiveness. It's what our soul needs. It's also what your debtor needs. It's also what the person that has offended you needs too. It's what the world needs is forgiveness. And that's why God sent Jesus to do the work that he did. To pray this prayer, forgive us our debt as we have forgiven our debtor. It's like saying, God, I mess up all the time in this area. And I recognize you forgive me, and I need to forgive my neighbor. In Acts 13.38, it says this. 
Let it be known to you, therefore, brothers, that through his name, forgiveness of sin is proclaimed to you. Through his name, Jesus' name, forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. We can experience forgiveness from God, right? Because we've messed up. We've messed up. We're not perfect. Our God is holy. He is perfect. And we were to live with him in relationship, but we broke that. And we need to acknowledge it, and we need that forgiveness. And it's through Jesus' name that God actually reconciles us. It's through Jesus' name that he actually forgives us. In Colossians 1, 13 through 14, he says, he has, he has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sin. Again, this is the life of Jesus. This is why Christians give their life to Jesus and say, I want to follow you because you, have, you are the answer. Right? We have redemption and the forgiveness of sin. Scott Savage, um, a writer, says this, God forgives us in Jesus and enables us to forgive others. If we want to experience the freedom that comes from forgiving someone else, we need to experience the forgiveness of God, uh, forgiveness God wants to introduce into our lives. We need to experience the forgiveness God wants to introduce into our lives. When we start to experience that freedom that God offers, it becomes easier, actually, to forgive those who have offended us. We start to understand, man, the stuff that I have done, the sins that I've committed are far worse than the, what, what someone else has done to me. It's hard to fathom, right? There's a parable in Matthew where Jesus talks about the, the, the servant who owes the, the master a ton of money. I was looking it up, and, and it says, um, I can't remember what, I think it was the denarius, but the amount equivalent is about $7 billion today. He owed that, that master $7 billion, right? And remember how that parable goes. He asked the master, forgive me that debt. And the master ends up forgiving him that debt. Then he goes off and he owns land and somebody owes him money, right? And the amount of that debt is about, today, $30,000, and he didn't forgive that debt, right? The parable goes on, and basically the master gets, get mad, gets mad at that guy and says, no, now you, gotta owe, you owe me now. And so now you're indebted again. So $7 billion goes back onto your account. Basically, what Jesus was trying to say is like, we have to be people of forgiveness. You have been forgiven much. And you're still holding $30,000 when I've given you $7 billion, right? The parable is meant to like just blow your mind and go, this is the forgiveness of God. This is how big it is. 
You cannot pay it back. It will take you more than a lifetime. Nobody makes that kind of money, just Bill Gates, right? But $7 billion, and you're worried about 30000 right? That wasn't in my notes. I was just kind of... Forgiveness is about living in freedom, right? What happened to that guy is he goes back under that rule of $7 billion, right? It's about freedom. It's about the master going, yeah, you're freed of it. I'll take care of it. But here's the thing. Your unwillingness to forgive puts you in bondage. It enslaves you. The sin against you still has an effect on you because of your unwillingness to release it. You believe that you're entitled, entitled to whatever form of justice you think is, is right or whatever um, vengeance you think is right. You're basically saying that you don't trust God enough and his wisdom enough to handle the justice you think you deserve. When we hold on to this unforgiveness, we put ourselves in bondage. We put ourselves in slavery. We put ourselves under something that God doesn't want you to experience. He wants you to have freedom, and he offers you forgiveness. He wants your friend, the one who has hurt you, the one that is indebted to you, to experience the same freedom. But you're unwilling to give it because you want something else. Think about it. The, the one who is often hurting the most and the one that who is truly struggling the most is the one who is unforgiving. I heard it put this way. It's like drinking a bottle of poison and expecting your offender to die. It's like drinking a bottle of poison and expecting your offender to die. It doesn't make sense. You think you're killing that person, but actually you're killing yourself. Jesus invites us into a life of freedom that only he can give. He forgives our debts. He wants us to experience grace and love. And Jesus invites you to forgive your debtor to allow them to experience grace and love. Your act of obedience, your act of forgiveness, can free yourself from that enslavement of unforgiveness, from the weight that you experience. Your act of obedience, your act of forgiveness, can free those who have hurt you. Sometimes we don't want them to experience that. And we just have to be truthful. But what does God want? How does God want us to live as disciples? He wants us to live in a way that extends grace 
and extends forgiveness just like him. I want to, I want to give us some time today to actually think and ponder through um, this, this verse of forgiveness uh, that, that Jesus teaches us to pray. Okay? And there's two questions I want us to, to kind of reflect on. The first one is, how has Christ forgiven your debt? How has Christ forgiven your debt? How have you offended him? Right? And how has he offered grace to you and forgiveness to you? It's a great time to confess your sins, and to ask for forgiveness. The second thing is, who are the debtors that God is asking you to forgive? Who are the faces that come to mind? And as I'm saying that, I know that pain can well up there. And anger and bitterness can well up there when I'm asking you to reflect on that. You have the space to do that. Okay. Some of you might not be in a place where you're able to forgive today. You showed up and you're like, I wasn't prepared to be challenged this way. To fully forgive the person who has hurt you today might not be a place you're ready to go. But let me invite you to this today then. Take a step closer to forgiveness. Maybe you pray this, Lord, I'm not ready to forgive this person, but help me to want to forgive. I'm not ready to forgive this person, but help me to want to forgive. Sometimes it's about the posture that we come at first and say, okay, I don't want to do this. If you're going to ask me to do this, you're going to have to change some stuff in here. And so, Help me want to forgive. One small step towards forgiveness is it's transforming. It's beginning to transform you, right? But if you stay stagnant and, and unwilling to forgive, it's, it's not the place God wants you to be. Take one step closer and even just ask, God, okay, change my heart. Okay, so if you need to do that during this time, pray that prayer. Lord, I'm not ready to forgive this person. Help me want to forgive them. Okay? I'm going to put up these, uh, these questions again. How has God forgiven your debts? And who are the debtors that God is asking you to forgive? Okay. And as... We ponder that for the next five minutes. After that time, the, the band will come up and they'll lead us in uh, a time of worship. And the table will be open uh, for communion. At the table, we come every week. And I don't want it to be lost um, as we talk about it. But I mean, think about when, when Jesus sat with the twelve in the Last Supper... He was sitting there, and it says in Matthew 26, on the night Jesus was betrayed, he sat with his disciples, 
while they were eating, Jesus took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and saying, take and eat, this is my body, right? And then he took the cup and we had given thanks. He gave it to them saying, drink from it all, um, all of you. This is my blood, the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus offers them forgiveness right there at the table. His body and his blood. Take it. Eat it. Take it. Drink it. And remember, you're forgiven. And what he's asking you today is, will you take that next step and forgive those who have hurt you? The debtors. Like I have forgiven you. Let's pray. God, as we come and reflect on how you have forgiven us our debts, we confess there are many ways that we need your forgiveness. And we are thankful that you forgive us. We are thankful that your body was broken and your blood was shed for the forgiveness of our sin and for our debtor's sin. God, we know as disciples of you that you call us to be people of forgiveness, to be people of grace. And for those who have offended us, for those who have hurt us, would you forgive them? Would you help us take one step closer to understanding and extending grace and forgiveness to those who have hurt us like you have extended it to us. Lord, we love you and we want to experience your freedom that you offer. And so, yes, let's start today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.